Okay, that's wonderful. And well, first so, of all, I got some questions before we start. Sure. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing good. So what I'm happened? Good. I, I want to ask. Um, I just I want to get caught. What happened? You had. So anyway, I just had about three strokes on the. Um, I guess it was the. 10th and the 12th of September, and then I... How did that happen? Were you, like, were you sleeping? Were you driving, or what? No, I was basically going to court, and it was, I guess I was stressed out, and who knows, and I had the strokes, and those didn't faze me at all, didn't bother me at all. And then number four, which I had in... um, in October, just absolutely changed everything and made it not be able for me to walk. Wow. Yeah. And then you went so, to rehab, right? You told me that. I did. I went to rehab for about a month. And how are you doing now? I'm doing better. I sure am. I'm not going to be able to make it to Fitzgerald's next Saturday, but I'm doing yeah, good. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, are, you do- are you back at work or not? I definitely am, but it's a different kind of work, and I'm enjoying it very much. I'm doing the podcast and everything else, and that's much more fun. So you're not doing law right now? Yes, I'm not doing law. And I am cool with that and amazing with it, so I'm great. So you're getting out? Are you doing stuff? Or are you just, uh, I mean, can you walk okay? I'm just... Uh, well... I walk like a drunken spider. Yeah. But I'm doing better every day, and I'm very excited for what's coming up. Um. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I've had a bit of a time. Ooh, is that her? I mean, I'm just. I've got my report. I'm better asking questions than answering questions. Sure. Yeah. Was that hereditary, or was it stress, or what? You're well, young. You're younger I than you're younger than was... me. <laughs> I think there was some undiagnosed diabetes. Yeah. Or that that I was not paying attention to. And, you know, I learned that life is precious, man. Yeah. You know, I just like, it's just the best thing ever that this happened. I mean, I'm so blessed. And I really look at the world differently and you know, I've learned a, a tremendous amount from all this. Um, okay. Um, so I want to give you a little update on the. So did you get sure. the? Did you get the disc? Did I did come? not, but it's not the the day yet. Okay. Um, yeah. So just make sure we have um, because we got to hand all this stuff in by March first. So even, oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, I mean, just keep a paper trail to let them know we're doing it. Any way, if there's any I way they can accelerate will. it, I'll pay for that. You know, I mean, just, <laughs> just let me know. I'll do know. it all. Yeah. You can do that, right? Oh yeah, we'll get okay. it done. And um, the uh, response to the the simple forms are going about as I thought they would. We the Dell Lords are all okay. <laughs> nothing from Mary McBride. I mean, you know, nothing from uh, Hosey. I might put Mark on. We got Mark's back. Hosey Mark. and I are doing a podcast interview on Monday. So I will actually be in his presence. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, he's never. After we taped him, he's never <laughs> appeared. He's never appeared in our life. 
I mean, we've invited him, and I, I just don't know. So where is he? Is he still in town? Well, he is now working, it sounds like, for Christian County, and I will be in his presence on Monday, so I'll be able to get that one done. He's got two. He's got the interview, and then he's got the location one. So okay. uh, we don't Good have out. the uh, address and the name of his church and all that. So Okay, well then, yeah, I know that he's retired now. but Yeah, you know, right. All he was that retired. Yeah, he was retired when he talked to. Him. So I mean, they're coming in really slow, and it's just, it's just, I knew that would happen. It's just, it's just you know, I just gotta be different. Yeah. Down. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about that. Um, and I really think that you know, you having this interview will be a good thing. Well, I, I we'll see. <laughs> you edit these, right? Do you edit them or not? Because yeah, I'll do that. I'll edit it. Yeah. Do you definitely. put music? Do you put music in these? I don't. But here's the one thing. I had an interview disappear on me last night, and that's why I came up with the idea of going to that that online thing. And so what I want to do is I want to make sure that we break this up into several segments because that way I guess maybe they'll take all the risk out, you know. Okay. If that uh, makes sense. I got a little time. Okay. <laughs> so anyway – Tell me about your big news. <laughs> I should make everything legal here. I, I, I have to lean over and pull out all my paperwork. But um, well, after you know, maybe eight years going on, eight years of working on the documentary, we have a digital distribution deal with uh-huh. uh, Parkway Media, and they're a, a subsidiary of um, Social Construct Films, and um, so they're going to roll out roll out the film um, digitally. Um, they're also going to do the DVD that everyone always asks for. Um, uh-huh. You know, we didn't, we did not get a, uh, I mean, I'll be totally transparent. We didn't get a, a, the financial advance we were looking for, but they're covering a lot of things. They're doing the DVD. Um, they're excited about worldwide. You know, when we started this years ago, when, when Lou was still alive, I talked to my friend Peter Gorelnik and, you know, Peter said, yeah. you know, um, you know, I kind of, told them what we were thinking. And, you know, this thing all started organically. We never really, you know, Lou and I just started. That's when they were going around with these release forms because, I mean, I'd done one documentary, and, yeah, sometimes we'd wave release forms in front of people. We'd just start doing this kind of for fun, almost like in a Lou-type yeah. way, you know. And, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, so, um, but Gorelnik always, you know, I haven't talked to him in a long time, but he always said, don't underestimate the, the People in England, and of course, I knew with soul music in Japan, who really, oh, really yeah. love, who really love American roots music. Yeah, you know? totally. And and some of the angles like Ronnie Self and Dan Penn and and Wayne Carson, the stuff we have like that. So um, they're real excited about um, a global platform for this. So it's up to them where it where they sell it, where they where it lands. But um, awesome. we're finally moving forward. So um, <laughs> you know, so thank you for all your help. You know, and, and we had a great team here in Chicago, and I couldn't have done this by myself. You know, I mean, Tom Velodic who shot all that um, all that wonderful, all that beautiful footage, and then we had another. I think you met John Saul shot you. Oh, at, yeah. at the Rail Haven. Yeah. And Jamie Caesar helped me co-produce. She, her, and I worked on the Staple Singers doc here in Chicago for PBS, where we got paid first. <laughs> yeah. Memo, memo to self: never do this again. Well, you know, this, I mean, this is a labor of love, though. It was a complete labor of love. I'll never make the money back that I, I put into it personally, you know. But um, it was a labor of love. Um, you know, I knew not to overstate it, you know, but I knew Lou, I knew Lloyd, and just, just and I knew what, how important the history of Springfield 
music was to them. And, sure. Um, I just felt I just really dug in and felt I asked to see it through. You know, I had to see it through. You know. And, uh huh. I mean, we'll see what happens when they when they sell. But at least we got it to a distributor, so that took a while. Yeah. But um, you know, some. You know. And so the idea is that once you get the distributor, they're going to pitch it to the streaming and everything. Is that right? Yeah, right. I mean, everybody, you know, and we'll just see where it lands. I mean, they'll do worldwide. They'll do the typical suspects like Amazon. I mean, you know, what? one thing that hooked them, I think, it was, our, it was my game plan, is that, because um, you know there's a million and I knew this from my life at the Sun-Times and even my life at WGN. There's a million music documentaries out there. But what we tried to do, and this is what they're, why they liked it and why they were interested in us, and anybody who's seen the film, is we tried to show how community influences right. music. You know, and that's why yeah. we have a chapter on religion. That's why we have Route right. 66. And that's why we have Springfield-style cashew chicken. We want, uh-huh. That's why we have the air and the water of, of the region, you know. And, right. And um, and that's what they liked about it. So, um, you know, we're happy that our approach, you know, it, it goes beyond music, you know. Oh, yeah, much so. Yeah, I love the movie. It's a really wonderful movie. Well, you're in it, Dale. <laughs> well, it's got like one scene. But I love every bit of it. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you and very I much. And I really like to – it's so amazing to be included with all the people that are in this thing, you know. To be included with the people that have come before and done all these things. We I did mean, a lot of work. I mean, you know, it just it just just kind of snowballed down like a, like snow going down a hill. You know, I mean, probably interviewed forty over forty people. We've got sitting in my basement here. Uh, we've got over we've got twenty eight hours of of, uh, of videotape and stuff that of interviews we did. You know, we really really you know I, I, at least me personally, thirty trips back and forth. Um, between Chicago and Springfield, and they were all in my car or my van. <laughs> Never flew, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it was. A, it was. It was. I think about it now. That we're doing all this paperwork, and it was the, probably the hardest thing I've done in my life outside of burying my parents. You know, it was. It was this, is, this has been an amazing. It's been really, really difficult. <laughs> uh, has, well, you know. tell me why. Why is it so difficult? Well. Um, for for well the number one thing is raising funds you know we we we've um we've not been successful in you know in um in raising a lot of funds to see this thing through so it truly has been a labor of love um I'm friends with Mike Vack uh the son of the former White Sox owner and the owner of the St. Right. Paul States and he re- he writes all these books they're great books about um having fun in the workplace uh-huh. Fun is good. That's his motto down in Charleston, the team he owns with Bill Murray. <laughs> and you know, and when we started on this, and Tom and I were, we started some of our first trips down to, to Springfield to interview Lou and, and get Lou in the studio and stuff like that. You know, it was fun. We tried to say, hey, okay, let's have fun with doing this. And sure. um, if we're not going to make money, let's have fun doing it. You know, and. Uh-huh. Um, over eight years, some of that fun has fallen off. People, you know, there's been tension and there's been arguments, and but there was no money, you know, and 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 raising money and and writing grants and and doing things like that. That's not my strong suit. Uh, you know, we're still until we actually sell, we're still under um, a nonprofit status for Chicago filmmakers. Ding, ding, ding. So you know, we still have a website and people can still sure. donate. We got a nice <laughs> gift just recently from the Community Foundation of the Ozarks. They're going to help us out with some post-production. So uh-huh. um, it's just been a struggle doing this um, for, for, for no money. And I'm kind of impatient. You know, I'm a, I'm a newspaper guy by 
uh-huh. by trade and by career, you know, 30 yeah. years sometimes. So I'm used to deadlines and getting stuff in and out. So it's just sticking with And I've done books. You know, even the longest book I've done has been two or three years. So to stick with this thing for like seven or eight years, it's just like, you know, but I never let it die. You know, I just kept kept at it and kept at it. And, uh, well, and, you know, got it. one of the things that I could say is that, you know, definitely during the time with Slewfoot, Springfield has never supported the music the way it should. Yeah, I, I I get that now. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, you know, I mean, I just I I've got a lot of friends in Springfield now, and I see on Facebook somebody just posted a couple of weeks ago. You know, Donnie Thompson, one of the greatest guitar. He's in the dock, one of the greatest guitarists in America. You're know, playing to nine people in front of oh, Springfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, we've talked. You know, at the very beginning, not recently, maybe four or five years ago, we tried to talk to the um, the the some of them are gone, but people in city council and some of them were oh, yeah. air quotes power free. people in Springfield. Yeah. And I would I would say you got colleges there and you you know, and there's a and what Eddie does with Queen City Shout, you've got a little mini and you could really develop like a south by southwest scene there and I know and I, I know I know Springfield's really big on Route sixty I love Route sixty six and I know the um festivals in the summer and all that stuff, but uh, you know, I think Springfield has got such a great, awesome, diverse music scene. I think it really, really neat. I think the city and, and government and everybody should get behind that. And when we, you know, I always felt, and I've told you this before, and I always felt one one strike against us, people maybe portrayed us, and you would know better than me, and people told me not to think like this, but I thought maybe people portrayed us as outsiders and what are these guys from Chicago coming down and telling our story. But, you know, I mean, they, they can't question my commitment. This whole thing started, <laughs> like, in 2000, you know, when we did a two-part series for the yeah, Music know. Hall of Fame, you know. So yeah, it's there. been on my radar for over 20 years now. And um, so it's not like I'm just jumping in and telling Springfield's story and leaving town. Well, but... and I really don't think that's it because I think they treat everybody like that. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, yeah, we've got some really really um, we got some cold shoulders. You know, we entered this. I don't mind talking about. We entered this in the film festival in Springfield, the Springfield no, Film you... Festival, and we got rejected. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. A film about Springfield. It's a, a total love letter to Spring. A total. Lo- I mean, we don't get in any. Um, I know there's issues in Springfield, and we don't deal with those. It's a total picture postcard to Springfield. Uh-huh. And we got turned down. We played the St. Louis <laughs> Film Festival. They 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 took our film. But yeah. The Springfield Film Festival we got rejected. <laughs> so I mean it's it's been you asked earlier about frustration and I, you know I, you know I told you about money but also um, spiritually and emotionally it's been it's I've been I was surprised um, how many bad turns there were um, in in trying to engage people in in the process of this. And so basically, let's talk about can you hear me okay yeah lou was um you know i think in a way kindred spirits i'm not quite as outgoing as he was um but he would come up to chicago with the band i love the band who didn't i love the band um <laughs> and um you know they play fitzgerald's and um oh, i did a couple stories for the sun times and um and you're both Cubs fans. And we have both Cubs fans, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good point. And um and uh yeah, I don't know. I never I never really hung out with uh, uh 
subjects I did in it, I did a million interviews in my career, but Lou and I sometimes hung out. We'd go to the vans and smoke a little weed and stuff once in a while. <laughs> and um, just a great, great guy. But you know what I really liked so much about, I mean, besides the baseball thing, I just love Lou's sense of history. And every time, if, even if it wasn't for an interview, if I'd talk to him or something, I mean, we both, and unfortunately a lot of this, we are going to try to, uh, we do have a, um, Springfield guy who's going to try to help us with a uh, DVD extras if we, if we get that okay. far and we can get this and there's stuff extra stuff of Lou I like to put in the act you know but I mean what I, where I'm going with that is like we just love talking about Carolina Beach music he always had a story you know this he always had a story about something <laughs> and you know and so the skeletons would play they, like were, double, they played he double shot of, about everything yeah, right. So they'd play Double Shot of My Baby's Love by the Swinging Medallions, and that's a beach music classic. And so Lou would tell stories, and we got this on tape about playing the frat houses and the Carolinas and, you know, in Tennessee, eastern Tennessee and stuff like that. He just, he was a rock on tour, but he was so proud of, so proud of Springfield. He was, and not just me, anybody who would come to town, he'd show them around right. and show them history. We have a shot in there. He took me, it was still standing, I took a picture of it. It's in the dock of where the Carter family lived, and he was huh. such a he was such a great ambassador um, for for the community, you know. And and people, you know. So I don't know. It's just that's why we just started filming these guys. It was kind of Lou and and Lloyd. And Lloyd was so great. He same thing with history, and he knew the whole all the Ronnie self stories and stuff like that. So you know, we did a two part series. Um, after I did some stories for the Sun Times, then the Country Music Hall of Fame, who are really behind this project, the people yeah. who really um, have been great to us are the Country Music Hall of Fame and Missouri State University. Missouri State's been great; they let us go through their archives for the Ozark Jubilee, and oh, they, were yeah. just, they were wonderful to work with. Same thing with the Ralph, Ralph Foster Museum. So we do have a lot of friends in in in, in, in high places. <laughs> but um, anyway, this whole thing started, you know, and. When we I did the two part series for the Country Music Hall of Fame and Lou was great for that. He'd put me in touch with different people and and that thing was two thousand and then we just percolated for a while and then Lou I think we just said, Hey, yeah. come on down come on down and start filming stuff and that's what we did. We had no deal, we had no produ I mean, we had nothing. We just started shooting stuff for fun. So when I said earlier about organically, it truly did begin organically. Then one thing would lead to another, you know, you gotta I interviewed King Clarence, you gotta get King Clarence oh, yeah. in here and you know. I mean <laughs> it goes back to what I'm saying, you guys got such a great music scene in there. I mean Oh man, no doubt. Um, and we had to be careful. I mean, I know what music rights are like and you know, some people say, you know, we you know, we knew Lou and we knew Lou's attorney and, and we were all Skeletons fans and that's why we kinda went in that direction. We didn't have the money, we didn't have the funding to do yeah. Jackie I wanted I love Jackie Blue, you know, but uh, yeah. we just we and I've always said that the Daredevils are almost worth their own documentary. I mean there's so many spare <laughs> there's so many spare devils and stuff like that. So <laughs> we kind we kinda of followed the path of, you know, the, the way this story took shape. Lou was kind of the voice and the leader of this country music hall of fame thing. So we kinda of followed that template a little bit. But you know, for people who haven't seen it, I mean we went out and got Brenda Lee and as you know we got Haggard, there's still debate it's either us who Ken Burns who got the last on-camera Haggard interview. <laughs> you know. That's awesome. The Michael, uh, they're, they're re researching that at the Country Hall, actually, to see who was the last one to get him really? on the camera. Yeah, it's either us or Ken Burns. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Haggard and, and Dan Penn, who doesn't do a lot of interviews. So the the ripple effect and, and, and just the, the way Springfield music went across the country and the world, we you know, you can see that by watching our documentary. Sure. Well, and 
you know, it's just got so many other things in it. I mean, it's really a good piece of work. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, the most thing I'm most proud of is that, you know, everybody chipped in and did it for love, you know. I mean, and did it for uh, fun, like I was saying earlier. There's going to be yeah. maybe a minor payoff, but, I mean, Sharon Rutledge, um, she came in, at, you know, album we're going to show the, I don't know when you're going to air this, but we're showing it this Saturday night at, at uh, Fitzgerald and Berwyn. Before uh-huh. Dave Alvin plays, and Alvin loves. There's a there's a segment we did. We got Sharon Rutledge, who's an artist, an, an animator up yeah. in Chicago, and she animated Lou and Dave on a road trip. And Alvin just loves uh-huh. it. It's so funny. You know? <laughs> so, so, so we have little, you know, we have Ronnie Self in animation and stuff. So it's, you know, I, I'm I'm actually going to be talking to Ben Vaughn on Thursday. He's yeah. another one of these, you know, Springfield acolytes. Yeah, he's been a big supporter of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He did. A, we did a show out for a group. Ed can ask him about it. Um, called the Wild Honey Foundation in L.A. and we screened it out there. And Ben and Robbie Folks played some songs. It was a really nice little evening. It was outside, uh-huh. in a little pavilion um, south of L.A. But it was, you know, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what were your favorite parts? Oh man, I don't know. It's tough. <laughs> of course, I like the whole thing. <laughs> Sure, yeah, um, you know, I mean, gee, that's a that's really a tough question. Um, you know, it's really that's a, that's a hard question to answer. I mean, I, I'm going through it. I mean, I really like, I like the lose stuff. You know, we had an argument. I talk about fun turning into tension. I mean, there was a lot of argument going back and forth. If it was going to be a 60 minute or 90 minute, 95 minute. You know, I really wanted, I really wanted. It. Still, so much got left on the cutting floor, but we ended uh-huh. up with 95 minutes. But Sure. There's a lot of Lou on the cutting floor, but Lou, you know, looking at it, um, you know, it's pretty poignant to see Lou. It's great to see Lou back on the screen. I know Lou would get a charge out of it. Lou would be laughing <laughs> if he knew how this thing busted my balls, you know. And, <laughs> and oh, yeah, um, no if I had half of Lou's personality, you know, maybe we would have gotten more money and stuff. But I, so I think seeing Lou is and, and I'm very. What my favorite thing. I'm very proud. We got these guys. You know, I know that I know the music series on Monday in, in Ozarks. They they got Lloyd and they got. But we got these guys and we spent a lot of time with them. There's stuff we didn't use it because it was just an empty line. Sure. We we took Lou over to the Jewel Theater one day. We just and Lou was sick, you know. Yeah. And and one day he had fallen and but he still came for the. That's how important it was to him. He he had a big gash on his on his forehead. He had fallen that day, but uh-huh. Lou, this was so important to him and. and you know, I don't know. He knew we weren't big time filmmakers, but I think it was just important for him to share the history of Springfield. So, you know, he take we went to the site of where the Jewel Theater was, and we went to the site of where the Carter family house was, and he, you know, sure. we went and just got pictures of that mural there, of all, all your Springfield heroes, and we had Lou in right. the car. You'll see that in the dock where Lou's driving around. Yeah. So just, you know, Lou was so great, and just to see these guys, and that's what um, a lot of feedback has been. From all the fans, it's just great to see them preserved on on screen and have the history. There. Well, and you know, it really hits you when they're gone. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I remember is you know this time of the documentary goes from Lou being sick to Lou being dead. Yeah, right. You know, and I just think you know I just think it can't be said enough what a service you did and everybody ought to write a check. You know, just for, you know, I just think it's history that can never again be caught back up to. Well, I really appreciate that, you know. And we thought about it. You know, we wrote scripts. God, we did like 10 or 15 different scripts. And I, 
I don't know when you'd have to look it up. I don't know when Muscle Shoals came out. I think it had already been out. Um, yeah. You know, and this is kind of if you had to compare it to something, maybe in a loose way, because you know you had the Muscle Shoals guys and you had the, the studio guys, Lou and Lloyd sure. and all. But yeah. um, then, but you know, we just didn't know if Lou was. Uh, strong like that guy in Muscle Rick Hall. I mean, we just didn't know Lou had that. There was not the dramatic story of the storyline the Muscle Shoals had. So that's kind of sure. what continued to add community elements and stuff like that, you know. So right. But Lou and Lou and those guys are kind of the the loose thread, you know. So yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, and I'm down to Philip Dickey and my cousin Liz Carney and everybody. Well, Liz else. is great, man. I, you know, we we went back again. We had no money, but I made a special effort to go back <laughs> and get her. She is just, you know, I saw her at that place. You, I think the first time I saw her, she was with. You took yeah. me. It was about, yeah, I took you there. Yeah, yeah and uh, God, I love her. She is good. I just love her voice, and God, she's just and she's so evocative and so. I don't know. She's just like uh, the next generation of the music coming out of there. You know? Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. Really, it's, it's there's really cool. so much that, you know, could have been done and added that, you know, you didn't have time for. I mean, there's just an amazing musical history here. Always has been. Well, we got enough for uh, if, we, if this, <laughs> this is a home run. We could do we could do number two. We could do you know, oh yeah, I've, you could do Slufa. I mean, I've yeah. talked to yes, yeah, Slufa. I've talked to Mark Ballou. I mean, you know, I mean, all the early history. We really just glanced on that. So I mean, you know, yeah. we've got enough for another version. <laughs> so. Yeah, wonderful. I mean, it's so great. Well, thank and, you, thank you for your support. Well, your, I mean, to me, it's just been wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So. And so. You know, I guess that as we're trying to, you know. You know what I'm doing next, Dale, after this? What are you doing next? I'm opening a, a Springfield-style cashew chicken restaurant here on the north side of Chicago. Are you really? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, well, you better receive it in Chicago, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm totally obsessed with that. I, I, I don't know, and that's the other thing. For sure, we're going to do that if we do the DVD extra. We got we got Lou telling the whole story because, you know, again, we went back yeah. and forth in editing, and I understood there was no way we could spend nine minutes of the documentary telling the whole, sure, whole uh, you know, story of Springfield. The lawsuit. The first, and one of the first yeah. time when I wrote about for the Sun Times, and I think the first time Lou told me about, it, we were in the studio, and he was sitting at that desk in the front room. And he talked about, and none of this is in the doc, but I think we got on the extra tape. He talked about, and it's got everything I love. It's got Route 66. It's got supper clubs. So there's the Grove yeah. Supper Club where Leong's working. I got, by the way, now I got to like send uh-huh. them out release. So Leong is, you know the story. Leong's in the supper club, and yeah. this truck goes around. It's on Route 66. Through, it barrels yeah. through the supper club. So Lou gets up <laughs> off his chair in the desk and he throws himself against the wall to, to, <laughs> to show me how Leong got hit. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou, like, he wasn't gentle. He, like, actually leaped into the wall of the studio. I go, Lou, Lou are you okay? <laughs> and uh, I tried to get him. We took him to Leong's uh, to reenact that story, but he was already too sick to be real demonstrative like that. But, um, uh-huh. you know, it's just so it, – it was you know, that, that's the thing. I mean, there's an example of how much fun we had doing this, and those are things I, I won't forget. Sure. And, you know – he had such a personality, and so describe him to somebody who has no affiliation with him at all. Yeah, I mean, gosh. Tell me about him. Just a, just a, well, just a, a real character, just a, just totally independent, and and didn't take things too seriously. I, you know, Amy Rigby's another one. Um, 
I wish we had gotten. There were two people I, the one, number one miss, I, you know, we just didn't have the money and time. I really wanted the bottle rockets. But um, uh-huh. Amy Rigby, I know, did some tracks with them. I guess in her new book, people tell me there's a couple pages about recording in Springfield. And she, uh-huh. was, she was worried about a session not going well. And, and like I said, she was getting stressed out and stuff. And she saw Lou and Lou, Lou looked concerned. And then she finally finally came out, what's going on? What, what's going on? Goes, Lou said something like, well, we're worried about where we're going to get our pizza tonight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, just a real, just a real, just a real character out of some storybook, you know, and kind of reminded me of, um, in a different way, although he wasn't a character, but I got to interview Ken Nelson a couple times before he passed. He did all those Bakersfield. Uh-huh. You know, he did Haggard yeah. and he did uh, Buck Owens. Yeah. yeah. And Ken, mm-hmm. I went up and saw Ken in L.A. because uh, he had Chicago roots. And, um, you know, Ken, what Ken did was just leave these guys alone. And Haggard would tell me that, you know. He just, like, wouldn't get yeah. in the way. And I think a, a lot of that was, was what Lou did. But let me tell you, the other thing, as you know about Lou, is he had no musical prejudice we got philip dickey and somebody oh yeah he's in there talking about how lou you know he's 12 years old lou recorded him you know lou recorded the blues i mean lou anybody could walk in that studio lou would give them a chance you know and And charge them too cheap yeah right so he had an open mind he had an open heart and uh, he was kind of a maverick yeah well you know and what i have to say is you know should we not you know (laughs) I don't want to make it too proselytizing because Lou wanted a hit. I mean, yeah. he really did. Like, he definitely wanted to have a hit. That was a big concern of his. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but in a very good way. And he studied pop music his whole life. Well, we began the doc with Out of My Way, and uh, that got played a lot on XRT here in Chicago. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you know this, and we have this in the doc, and I think she's in Missouri now, but um, I was friends with Seika, the porn star up here. And when she would um, when she would perform at the Admiral Theater here in Chicago, where uh, Stormy Daniels was about a year ago, um, <clears throat> she would dance to Out of My Way. So Really? Yeah. So, again, oh, wow. if, we, if we had had a... A big budget. I would have like driven over to Missouri. She's living somewhere by Kansas City, and asked her just uh-huh. that one question: How'd you pick this this song? <laughs> but that's again, maybe funny. that's for volume two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's definitely enough there. You betcha. Yeah. And so, give me a couple of like nuggets that you picked about this. Something you want to learn more about? In Springfield. Yeah. Well, I think um, I'd like to do more on what's going on now, what's going on um, in the future. I mean, the more the Liz Carney stuff, the hip, maybe hip hop, reggae. I mean, we touch on Patrick, Patrick uh, sure. Metheny. He was he was yeah. great. He did some original music for us. I, I told you we had to play the the song right so so conservatively, and I knew right. some of that from doing the Staple Singers documentary here in Chicago. So we played the song stuff. We you know we did original compositions. We got Nick Sibley. I should credit him. He wrote a couple of songs for us. You know, I, I commissioned him to write the Cashew Chicken song that Abby Waterworth. I mean, Abby Waterworth, there you go. I mean, yes. how great is she? She's awesome. You yeah. guys should be so happy. There's someone like Abby Waterworth. <laughs> and you're, you know, I mean, God, if Abby Waterworth was here in Chicago, I, God, she'd be packing the house. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she's awesome. And, um, you know, we've been, she, she's been a great help. She helps us with research and stuff, but I, I think I would have liked to do it if we had more money and more time. And finally, it's like a book. You just have to cut bait, you know. And um, 
sure. Well, but I'm so, elected on a little bit more. I've, I've been in the Queen City Shout a couple times now. I love Eddie's stuff. Eddie does really oh, yeah. original He's music. Oh, yeah. He's great. Yeah. yeah. So um, answer that, you know, I'm, I think I think the now and the future is what I'd like to explore more. Um, well, you know, I, I like, I'm also intrigued with like the early, the very, the prehistoric Branson, you know, the, the uh, very, very yeah. early, and then, and Belouz are such, Mark is such a great storyteller. Sure. So, um, you know, that's something, that, that era too is something I'd like, you know, like to maybe explore. You know, Branson, there's, you know, I don't know, last time I was there, <laughs> I did a, I did a thing for WGN, I went down and saw the, oh, the really? urban, urban cowboy guys, um. Johnny Lee and Mickey oh, Gilly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, there's some interesting stories in Branson. They're all not they're all not sunshine and lollipops, but you know, there's sure. some stuff going on down there. So yeah, I'm interested. Well, so tell me, mentioning sunshine and lollipops, <sighs> tell me about the Staples Singers and tell me about Bob Dylan. Well, now there we did that. You know, I had always done um, the Sun Times. The Sun Times transitioned out. Of, you know. From print to other things. We started doing little two or three minute documentaries. But it was the same thing. I mean, I, I you know, done a lot of stories on the Staple Singers and on Mavis. I knew Pops. I interviewed Pops. And um, uh-huh. so there, it was a lot more practical. We, uh, me, I went to Channel 11, the PBS station here in Chicago, and just said, um, you know, do a documentary. And these guys, and this is a long time ago. This is like 99. Uh-huh. And they weren't really on the radar. Mavis was playing small little clubs here and stuff like that. So, um, sure. um, but they they bought into it, and I, of course I wanted an hour, and I wanted to just I wanted to get into stacks and all that stuff. They wanted to just keep it local. We're talking the day after the King holidays, so we kind of did a spin on the, uh-huh. on the uh, Staple Singers and the Civil Rights Movement. So we sure. did a half hour, and. Of course, the big deal there was the two <laughs> we didn't get here is we got in advance to do it. And then yeah. the second thing, we had an in-house production team, you know, so there was sure. all this stuff we're going through now, and we're doing metadata. I mean, you wouldn't believe what we're doing now just to get this thing <laughs> wrapped up. It's really, really hard. Uh-huh. And um, and uh, But then what we did is I knew Mavis pretty well, and this is before she had a manager. Uh-huh. And so we had her. I don't know how we came in. Maybe somebody told me to do this. I don't know if I'm that smart, but we had her <laughs> we had her sit down and write letters to all her friends. It was like okay. a form letter and say, Hey, we're doing this documentary, can you help us out? And uh-huh. we got we got Bonnie and uh, there was no money. Bonnie Rate narrated um pro bono, she was a narrator. Um Oh, and by the way, if if Brad Pitt or John Goodman listen to your podcast, <laughs> listen to your podcast, yeah. we would we would tear it up at the last minute to have them narrate it. So um, sure, yeah, yeah, make sure Doug Pitt or somebody gets. It. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, so we had Mavis write these letters to everybody, and gosh, every, so we you know we knew Dylan somehow. I, I don't know how we got. I mean, I, I knew Dylan's Dylan man. was really sweet on her. Yeah, and well, yeah, but I mean, but how we got it to his camp, I don't remember. Maybe just through a management team or maybe somebody gave me his, his manager. So the only one who's who we never got a response from was Prince. She did a record with Prince. But, yeah, Dylan, uh-huh. um, Dylan said he'd do it. And it was like the first on-camera you – know, so we're talking here. We might have gotten the last Haggard interview. And uh-huh. it was the first on-camera interview Dylan had done in years. Again, I think we really? beat Ed. Now that I'm pretty sure we beat Ed because Ed Bradley was next. <laughs> and so um, 
we interviewed him at the uh, Ambassador Eastern Chicago. The, the Channel 11 rented a room for us. Uh-huh. And um, we got about 45 minutes with him. Really? And um, we were told I couldn't ask any political questions. I had to keep it on music. Uh-huh. But he was great on music. And um, uh-huh. he was great. He was really down to earth. I brought Mavis, and I'm just thinking, I don't have any of this in front of me. I'm just closing my eyes here. I brought Mavis and Yvonne, her sister, was in the, into the room just to keep the mood light. And sure. I remember, I think Dylan knew that, and he brought flowers for Mavis. And Mavis really? Just sat, yeah, Mavis just sat in the corner and listened to our interview, you know, and uh, uh-huh. Bob was great, you know. I don't know how much this is out there because um, it, there was really strong editing things, so I, I've heard, I haven't seen, but I've, I think there's stuff – the doc might be out there on YouTube, but I think Dylan's people took took him out somehow, you know, through uh-huh. some, yeah. So you might be able to find that Staple Singers doc, but I think wow. Dylan has, I think Dylan has been removed because you actually won a fairly prestigious award for that. No, I already forgot what that was. Well, oh, a, a, oh, a local Emmy, I think. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> a Chicago Emmy, not a national Emmy, but a local <laughs> Emmy. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's the thing is, good. I mean, this isn't, you know, this isn't my first rodeo. Now, what I'm doing now, which I, I told you when you called earlier, it's uh-huh. like somebody throwing paper in a fan. I mean, all this, like, <laughs> all this, like, paperwork I have to do, and, and it's called metadata and all this crazy post production. That's all new for me, but I've done documentaries. Wow. You know, I've done a couple of documentaries. I mean, we wanted to do a third one after this, but I don't know how much gas I got left in the tank. But well, um, What would that be? Well, I wanted to do beach music, and even maybe work Lou into that. I'm just... Totally interested in that Carolina beach music scene yeah. and how it how it broke down racial barriers and stuff. And, um, sure. So anyway, but we got to get to this thing. So there's still a few, <laughs> a few more a few more steps to go through with the spring. Well, so dog. anyway, I know that you've got a lot to do, and I'm so happy that you spent some time with me today. Well, I'm glad you're doing okay. Um, <laughs> Thank and, you. Yeah, and. Um, Say hi to Ben Vaughn. Ben's great. Oh, I definitely will. He did all. He covered a lot of those guys. I'm talking to Robbie Polk too. Yeah. So um, say hi to those guys. Um, yeah, Ben's been a big support. Robbie's in the dock. We just had no way to fly out. Ben's based in L.A. And sure. We couldn't, we couldn't get out there, but um, um, but he's great. You know, he really did. He really did a great job with some of their songs. So I think even he even did. Remember that band. Um, Donnie had called the Park Central Squares. I think they might. Oh even, yeah. They might mm-hmm. even. Have they, I think they did a Ben Vaughn song too. So. Uh, well, yeah, they were they were big. No yeah. doubt. They yeah. Kindred it. spirits. And you know, Lou loved him all the way to the end. No yeah. doubt about it. Are we okay, I'm Dale? Doing, I'm doing good. I didn't. I didn't upset anybody in Springfield. <laughs> no, no, you did great. It was amazing. I, now tell me. Where could they find you? That's if a good question. Donate or whatever. Yeah, that's because yeah. we're down at the home stretch, and I think I, sure. I'm getting the feeling now that people know for sure it's real, you know. And sure. um, you're you're one of the first to have this. We haven't posted. I'm going to post something on Facebook in the next couple of days. Yeah. But um, we still have our uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, although I haven't updated anything in a while. But there's also the umbrella page. It's called um, Songs of an Unsung America. Uh huh. And there's a and what's the name of the documentary? And the name of the documentary is Center of Nowhere: The Spirit and Sounds of Springfield, Missouri. But you go to the Songs of Unsung, Unsung America, or you can find it on the Facebook page. And there's a, a click here for uh, donations. And it's, uh-huh. all the money is handled through Chicago Filmmakers. They're our fiscal sponsor. You can also just Google Chicago Filmmakers, and um, they handle our money. It's still tax deductible because we're still in a nonprofit status. Sure. And, uh, they accept donations on our behalf. Yeah. 
Well, that's great, and the best of luck to you on this thing, and thank you for spending some time with me. Well, thank you for all your support. You've you've believed in us, <laughs> and anybody who's believed in us this long, they're, they're a friend. And um, I'm going to take <laughs> and you. And we've to, even gone to some baseball games. Yeah, and we're going to. I'm going to take you to a game this summer. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sounds we did great. It. I love it. Okay. Love it. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks, Dale. Okay, all right. Bye. bye. bye.